Gina had a lot of patience because not only was she dealing with the girls, but she was dealing with me. And I was not the easiest person to deal with early on in our relationship. There was an age gap. And so we had different ideas and thoughts about, you know, just all kinds of things. Apparently, Jim had not once, but twice had planned to ask me to marry him. And each time I blew him off, but I didn't know. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple, Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome again to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Be sure to check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for nearly 20 years. You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different. So we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share their stories. People like today's guests, Jim and Gina, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. Thank you for having us. Yes. So this is going to be really, really fun, actually, for me, because, you know, Jim, we've known each other for quite a long time. A very long time (laughs) since we were little. Right. We were little kids. (laughs) And, you know, so we've we've kind of, you know, touched base every now and then throughout the years, but I don't think I've really understood your relationship story. And so I I think that this is going to be really fun to kind of really get an insight into your lives. Yeah, no, I think so, too. So maybe you guys, uh, you know, we can start with um, you guys saying how old you are and what you what do you do for a living? Sure. Um, so my name's Jim, obviously. I'm 47 and I'm uh, executive director for Gateway Foundation. We're a not-for-profit substance use disorder treatment program located throughout the state of Illinois. We have multiple sites. So I oversee Aurora, Joliet, Skokie. Oak Lawn and soon to be Downers Grove. So that's me. And I'm Gina. I am 32 and I am a case manager with DuPage County Adult Protective Services. So we do investigations on elderly and adults with disabilities into abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation. So I have a lot of fun doing that. And how long have you guys been together? We've been together a little over eight years and married for a little over five years. Great. And can you tell us the story of how you met? Sure. It's a little scandalous. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) So uh, Gina interned, actually was interning for her graduate degree, her master's degree at Gateway. I wasn't supervising her. (laughs) He was a program director at that time. And I was in a completely different program. So that's wanted to make that clear. (laughs) And um, so, you know, we talked, you know, actually I have a, and, you know, uh, Ray, you may know this, but I have a long interest and love for superheroes. I'm a collector of them. I, since I was little, collected them. And, you know, Gina started talking to me about that. I think that was our initial conversations. She was, she really liked Batman and I was really a big Superman fan. And so we started talking about our shared interests in that area, surprisingly. Um, And then we met up, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And I still remember the conversation because it started with, okay, I need to tell you right up front, I look really terrible on paper. That's how the conversation started. I told, because at that point I had gone through two divorces I had two kids with um, uh, different wives. And so my oldest, who's now going to be 22 in December, has cerebral palsy. And my middle child, Danny, who's 10, that was a very brief marriage, um, less than two years. There's a lot of reasons for why that didn't work out. And so I said to Gina, you know, up front, 
I don't look good on paper. And this is, you know, I have two kids from two marriages and, and she was kind of in a relationship and kind of, you know, it wasn't working out. And, and so I said, in order for us to go on a real date, you have to break up with your boyfriend. And she did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that was a scandalous part. And Jim gives me a little bit more credit. I, I had an interest in him, so therefore I played up my interest in Batman a little bit more so I could. I was the one that was um, really, I don't want to say hunting him, <laughs> but I was uh, trying to go after him because I knew my um, one of my other interns um, that I was with, she was always talking about her supervisor was Jim and how great. Um, of a person he was and how caring he was um, and so I was and I was not in a good spot quite honestly myself with my relationship um, and I think it, it was just it was bad timing but it was the right person so I, that's you know it, that was a little fuzzy but I did break up with my boyfriend <laughs> at the time and so then when we went out on a date what was it like four days later I think that was the first thing I said I was like yep we're good <laughs> I am single <laughs> so the Batman thing that was all a ruse then right <laughs> I do like superheroes but yes I did I played it up a little bit a little bit more just because I knew how much he loved superheroes as well <laughs> Yeah, shortly after that, I realized that she didn't know quite as much as she led me to believe about that area. <laughs> okay. She found your kryptonite. She did. There you go. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if you know, but I am the uh, foremost Batman fan right here. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you you have to see my basement. I have all unopened figures on the walls. I have all kinds of Superman, Batman stuff. When I was 30, I got my first tattoo. Oh, <laughs> Superman tattoo. And I knew there. right away what it had to be. <laughs> uh, for, a, for a benefit, I actually dressed up in full Batman costume. Oh, did you? Yes, it was a golf benefit, and I had a, a Batman golf cart and everything. It was... <laughs> It was something to see. I, I have pictures of that. I'll have to show you that one day. <laughs> yeah, there's a Facebook post that I love. It says, my boss said, dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Now I'm sitting in a disciplinary meeting dressed as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Our wedding was actually superhero yeah. themed. Instead of having a bride and a groom side, we had a Superman and a Batman side. I We had all the tables instead of numbers were... DC comic superhero, so I know enough to know my superheroes. Yeah, so we had a flat, flash table, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern. Gene and I both had Superman capes. My daughter Danny had a Supergirl cape. My daughter Maddie had a Superman cape. So that's that was, awesome. That yeah. And what was it about the other person that you fell in love with? Um. <laughs> Well, you know, honestly, I've never met anyone like Gina. So she, you know, to, to come into a situation like mine with two older kids, one with a, with special needs, with a disability, and to be as caring and as just loving and as sweet to me and to the kids. And, you know, fast forward eight years later, it's the same. You know, I know for some people, maybe that doesn't last, but that, that has always been the case. And, you know, you know, we joke about the superheroes thing, but when we got engaged, I said to her, and it's true, she saved me in way more ways than I could have ever saved her. That's nice. <laughs> kind of the same for for me. Um, you know, I my experience with relationships was a lot more limited, but still, I didn't have great um, great experiences. So, meeting someone uh, like Jim, who really had an interest in me um, as a person and really cared for my well-being. I remember it, when we met at Buffalo Wild Wings and we were both just laying it on the table, we kind of joke it was our like pre-date interviews with each other. But you know, he said that even if um, we don't work out, even if we're not dating, that he's like, you deserve to be treated with, you know, with respect, you deserve to be taken out on dates and, you know, all, all of that. So just 
the care and concern that was genuine and that type of compassion. I just could tell that he was such a good soul. And I knew that he was a great dad already to the girls. So, you know, when fast forward thinking about like who I wanted to be with and have a family with, I, Jim checked all the boxes for me. So <laughs> Now, Gina, you didn't have any kids going into the relationship, right? Correct. Yeah. So what was that like for you, you know, now potentially looking at, you know, add water instant family? Yeah, you know, I so I'm going to be honest, um it it was a learning curve. So not only did he have um I'm stepping into a family dynamic that was even a little bit more complicated, not only because there is an older daughter with a special needs, but then just the dynamics of having um, to kind of deal with two um, ex-wives. And so that was a different play. And we do have an age gap. There is around a 15-year age gap. So when we started dating, I was in my early 20s. And so I think a lot of that was me um, as well trying to come into my own. So honestly, for me, it, w- it was really learning about how to be an adult, <laughs> kind of be, um, you know, put other people first and be just the things that, you know, as a mom, you kind of, you learn when they're little itty bitty and then they grow with you and then you step in and there's an almost teenager and a toddler and the moms are, you know, still in the picture. They're wonderful moms to the girls and having to make sure that, you know, I, I don't step on anybody else's toes and like that. It's, it, it took a lot of, um, I don't know. It, it took some time to kind of, for me to learn how, you know, just how to interact and how to deal with things. Cause I'm a very, uh, type A, I like things a specific way. So just even <laughs> stepping back and just saying, you know, it's okay that, you know, they have parents and I need to enjoy my time with the girls and define my relationship with them. Um, and now that I know my relationship, we have a, I have a great relationship with both of the girls. You know, I'm the, I'm still more of a friend versus a parental figure, which is what they need. So just, again, trying to find my place on where is my place now in this family. I think that was, it did take, you know, it takes a while to form, but um, I was open to, to learning. And obviously we make some mistakes and Jim and I, we talked about it um, whenever those came up and it's a learning experience. Definitely. And Gina had a lot, Gina had a lot of patience because not only was she dealing with the girls, but she was dealing with me. And I was not the easiest person to deal with early on in our relationship. There was an age gap. And so we had different ideas and thoughts about, you know, just all kinds of things because that age gap was substantial. And then I had two kids. I was recently, you know, divorced. My littlest one was barely two. So, I mean, the good news is fast forward. Danny doesn't remember a time in her life, my daughter Danny, without Gina. I mean, she all, I mean, Gina has always been there from the beginning, as far as Danny remembers. Uh, Maddie was older, of course. So, um, um, and Maddie's mom and I had been divorced for four years at that point. And so we had a good relationship, her mom and I. We kind of grew apart over time, and but we still really worked hard at co-parenting Maddie with, um, and, you know, supporting her and helping her, you know, manage her disability. But Danny's mom and I wasn't the same at that point. It was really rough still. And so Gina was coming in at a time where I was overwhelmed and, and really trying to manage those two girls and still trying to protect the time with Gina. And that was hard. Because there'd be some weekends where, I mean, the girls would be with me on the same weekends and on Wednesdays and Thursdays every week. But then there were some weekends where something came up and maybe I needed to have Danny with me that uh, that second weekend um, when it was supposed to be just Gina and I or Maddie needed to be there and because her mom had to do something. And so it, it was hard at first. And especially... You know, with Maddie having cerebral palsy, you know, I'm, you know, only her mom and I primarily could manage her in terms of toileting and just different things that come along with having a special needs kid. So introducing Gina to that and, you know, again, now fast forward, Gina helps me with a lot of Maddie's needs from, you know, helping her. She's now almost 22. She's a young woman. So with showering and different kinds of things, Gina's there um, because 
even though I'm her dad, uh, she's a, she's a young lady and, you know, she doesn't want her dad doing those things. So, so, you know, we had to learn a lot and grow together. And even though Gina came into this without any, um, kids, she, you know, was fantastic as far as a step parent could be. And even before we were married, you know, taking on responsibilities that quite honestly, if I was in her shoes, I wouldn't have, I don't know if I would have been able to do what she did. You know, it's interesting listening to you guys. It sort of echoes our beginning of our relationship. I'm six years older than him, and he was 24, and my son was 10. So (laughs) you had that learning curve as well. So I'm just going to jump into this because of, you know, what you guys do for a living, and I know you guys think about this kind of stuff. Ray and I both had a series of really unhealthy relationships before we met, and we both began a a really big um, healing journey around those things in order to get to where we are in our relationship, which is why we're so passionate about working with relationships. Can you guys speak to your histories and how did you get to this place where you can finally have this healthy relationship? Yeah. You know, I, you know, my history is much more extensive, obviously. (laughs) Um, I was young when um, I was in my first marriage. I, I know I got married in 1998. I was in my early 20s. And, you know, Maddie came um, at a time where, you know, for prior to this world, this career, I went to the FBI Academy. I was a special agent for the DEA. And so I went to the FBI Academy, did a lot of that, but then came back and then Maddie was born and she had two strokes in the, within her first 10 days of life. And it was a really challenging time. And, you know, her mom and I did the best we could managing that. Looking back, we were both just young kids trying to figure out what to do and how to handle a situation that we you know it's hard enough to be a parent at that age, much less now you have a child with special needs that you're not sure is going to walk or talk because we weren't sure what to expect. And at that point, because Mandy was so little and, um, you know, that was, that was a hard, that was a difficult time. And, you know, over the time of that relationship, we kind of grew apart and we became joint caretakers almost of Maddie. And our relationship wasn't the same because we both had responsibilities and it just impacted the way we saw each other and the roles uh, we were in and, and, um, you know, I came out of that relationship, uh, that, you know, we got divorced in 2007. We were married in, um, 90, 97. So, um, I came out of that relationship wanting, being ready to prove to myself that, you know, I could have a good relationship and I made some bad choices, honestly, not, and this has nothing to do with my second marriage. It was pre- previous to that. I made some bad choices in terms of, you know, getting involved in relationships, you know, being in the substance use field, I got involved in a relationship with someone who struggled with an alcohol use disorder. And that was a difficult relationship for me. And it really tore me apart in a lot of ways. And I still had a young daughter at that time who was eight and she really didn't want to be a part of that. And I was, I think, intent on trying to save her at that point. And it, it really, it really created a lot of difficulties for me. And then, you know, I jumped into, that relationship didn't work. And I jumped into a relationship with my second wife and, you know, she quite honestly, we started dating in March and at the end of April, she told me she was pregnant. Um, and it happened that quickly. And Danny was born in December and we barely knew each other, but you know, at the time she had older kids. So she had kids that were, um, 16 and 18. And, um, I had Maddie who was, was 10. Um, was she 10? So right around there, um, at the time. And, you know, we got married because I thought that was the right thing to do because a kid was coming and, you know, she really wanted, did not want to have the kid without us, have Danny without us being married. So we got married, but we didn't know each other. And she had, she was in a very, very different life place than I was. And she had her own challenges with her daughters. And I had my challenges with Maddie and her disability. And, you know, she, she moved in and fast forward almost a year and a half after Danny was born, she moved out with her daughters because it just, she needed had things that she needed to do and our lives are just not gelling. And so, you know, I came out of that marriage and, you know, quite honestly started dabbling and dating and, you know, 
it, it was really challenging for me. And I, I almost had given up, honestly. There was a time where I remember talking to a friend of mine and saying, you know, I just can't. And my, my mom, too. I was really close to my mom and telling her, you know, it's just it's not working. I don't feel like I know how to date. I, I mean, I feel like I've been in relationships, of course, but I don't know how to date. And, you know, I met Gina, um, as we talked about earlier, and even our early relationship was challenging. I was really, because I was so insecure, I was really controlling. Uh, I was, because I was insecure and things like friends and male friends and all kinds of that stuff, I didn't do well with at all. Um, and I, I honestly, looking back, I don't know how she's still here because I could, I should have pushed her, you know, I, not, I didn't do anything, you know, physically or anything like that, but emotionally I was really controlling and sometimes over the top. And, you know, I, I certainly could have pushed her away with those behaviors in hindsight, but somehow she wrote it out. With me. I think, you know, and she was, you know, the coolest thing about Gina is, and it's something that I'll, I'll always hold with me is, you know, my mom and dad are gone now, but they, got to be with Gina for quite a few years and they really loved her and she was really close to them. And at the end, she helped me. I mean, I wasn't there to take care of my dad because I was working. She would be there taking care of my dad who died of cancer. And um, she would come go by and stop by and see my mom. I mean, those are things that I, I could never repay her for. So, What was that like for, for you, Gina, you know, coming into this relationship and you know, what uh, past inf uh, relationships had influence, you know, on you? Well, um, you know, as Jim touched on, he said that he was insecure coming into our relationship. And I was as well um, insecure. And I, I don't know, I quite honestly don't even know how we got to the point now where we're very secure. Or the difference between our relationship now and when we first got together I and mean, we kind of laugh about it. We're like, yeah, that was, we probably shouldn't have done that. But, you know, we, um, I think just knowing what our issues were, recognizing them, talking through them and again, supporting each other and helping, um, the other person out, just wanting to help Jim, just help him versus trying to help him because it's going to benefit me. I think that, um, really has, aided in getting us into a really healthy spot uh, where we are right now. But yeah, in the beginning, you know, my, I had a poor uh, self image, I low self esteem. Um, and so I kind of just was with, you know, a guy because he said he liked me and I didn't see any other choices. And then in my head, it was, well, it's better to be with someone, you know, instead of being alone, because obviously all the, messages we see are if you're with someone then that means you're you know you're desirable or it's okay and if you're not with someone if you're single then you're unwanted um so you know again the low self-esteem having being insecure and then so coming into our relationship i think i probably dealt with it um maybe more than I should have, but it really, we, we talked it out. You know, I'm used to Jim is a hundred percent Sicilian and some of it is a cultural, <laughs> a cultural thing. And I grew up in a Sicilian household. So things that some people may view as overly controlling or, you know, um, just, you know, the yelling or, well, you never yell, but, you know, just sort of the more aggressive in your face kind of attitude. To me, that, that didn't scare me off because that's just how family gatherings are. You just get together and everybody else and nobody's mad. It's just, you know, hey, this is what we're doing. And so I kind of could empathize and I understood. Um, and, you know, just having that knowledge and understanding where he was coming from, because he was, Jim was very self-aware of what was going on within him. And so he would you know, say that, that, yeah, because of my relationships and the past, this is what I'm struggling with right now. And then I had time to reflect on myself and I was able to communicate that with Jim. And so we were both understanding of what motivated our behavior. We communicated that with each other. And then that helped both of us gain understanding and work towards, a, you know, being in a better spot. I really think that that's what helped me stay. It's because I had someone that was so self-aware 
and knew what the issues were that he had that, you know, that we had together. So, you know, I just want to say thank you guys so much for sharing that part of your story, because this is exactly what we try to tell people that relationships are really developmental. And we, your guys, both of your paths are super normal, you know, and, you know, as a young girl, you know, we have these needs of attention, affection, acceptance, appreciation, allowing that comes from a book called the how to be an adult in a relationship. And the first way we try to get those needs met is by being coyish and our bodies change and all of a sudden we're getting some needs met. And it's not usually from someone who has our best interests at heart. But you can clearly see that the law of attraction of like attracting like, none of us are perfect, but you guys each attracted each other and figured out how to grow through those things, you know, through the wounds and the insecurities. And it's that piece that is, that's the hope, right? That you can be honest in a relationship and you can care about another person and help them heal. That's awesome. And, And most people aren't aware that when you first go into a relationship, you create a parent-child type of dynamic, and that is a normal process that every couple goes through, and every couple is challenged to break through that and to evolve into the adult-adult relationship, you know, and that takes going through a lot of the past wounds, right? Everything that you bring into your current relationship and, and processing that between the two of you, and, you know, most couples, they shy away from those emotional wounds, you know, whereas it, it's really important to be able to lean into it so that you can have that conversation and communication and understanding and compassion. And that's really the only way that couples are then able to evolve, you know, into that next stage of a relationship, which sounds like that's what you guys were able to push through into. Yeah, the first few years definitely were challenging, you know, for not because, you know, I love Gina as much then as I do now, but we didn't know each other. And we, you know, the age gap and just the fact that I had the two kids, um, you know, it was, we were just in different, it was, it was just a learning curve for both of us. And I we needed to meet in the middle and there was a parent child thing, um, dynamic going on um, with me in that parental role, because one, I was in a parental role Two, There was an age gap, right. And three, um, I was, personality yeah, wise, pers- too. he's just a lot more, you know, this is what I'm, what we're going to do. And I'm more, okay, sounds good. So, <laughs> yeah. So it, we needed to meet in the middle, but Gina, you know, even today, you know, the way Gina, and I hate to use the word handles me, but the way she handles me is exactly what I eat. Like she, she knows where, you know, I get, and then, okay, let's, let's give them a few minutes and then let's talk it through or allow me to come back. Like, I'm sorry. Let's figure this out. And, um, and it's challenging now because we have the two little kids and, you know, Vinny's three and, Ellie's one and they're awesome, but we don't have a lot of supports outside of the house. Um, so Gina's, you know, dad is, has a lot of medical needs and her mom's there today at our house. We're in Joliet. So she's just a few minutes, we're just a few minutes from, uh, where we're doing this podcast from. Um, so she's watching the kids, but we don't have that opportunity a lot. So it's hard to get time to ourselves. We're like my brother and his wife, they could, um, go out on more dates or go to dinners or do different things where it's more challenging. You know, it's kind of funny. Your guys' early dating sounds like Batman versus Superman movie. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was kind of like that. Can you guys tell us the story of how you got engaged? Um, Oh, (laughs) yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, apparently, Jim had not once, but twice had planned to ask me to marry him and each time I blew him off but I didn't know (laughs) so it was um what was it I forget one time I was like oh you know sorry my my hair appointment ran late I'm not gonna be home until late and then he got (laughs) upset I'm like what is going on and then it was a few days later, I was supposed to, I think we we're supposed to have dinner again or something. And I said, sorry, you know, my mom wants me to have dinner over there. Um, and there was another little tip. And I'm like, what is going on with him? Why, why is he getting a little upset with me? And then, um, what was it? Then it was finally on like a Friday and you know, in the basement is where he has all of his superhero 
um, collection. So, so, so you to, take it from there. <laughs> to rewind it a little bit, when Gene and I first started talking, um, and then we were talking, you know, outside of work by phone, I was telling her a lot about, you know, the collectible stuff I had in my basement since we started talking about superheroes to begin with. And I showed her, I think I took some pictures of the stuff in my basement and sent yeah. it to her. Um, this was before she came by the house, of course, or already got to see any of it. So I decided that, you know, because it's all centered around that and superheroes that, you know, I brought her down to the basement. <laughs> it sounds really creepy, but I brought her down to the basement um, where the superhero stuff was. And I was showing her some stuff. And then I wrote her this really long letter um, and, you know, and it called her um, my little sleigh and how much she, she, even though she was that, she saved me more than I could save her. A lot of the stuff I was saying earlier. And, um, and then, um, but when she finished reading it, I was down on one knee with the ring. So, and then I proposed to her. But the letter was propped up in between, I think, the Superman and the Batman doll because he. Action well, figure. He's action, action figure. Sorry. Action, <laughs> sorry. Action figure. No! No, because I thought it was so beautiful. That's the doll. I thought it was a stuff one. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and then we went to Buffalo Wild Wings because that's when we had our first. Yeah, so after she said yes, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, which was the same place we had our first meeting. So yeah, how did you guys navigate introducing Gina to the kids? Yeah, that we you know the Danny's first meeting of Gina and her mom was at Build a Bear. Um, We were in the mall, and you know we decided maybe Gina and her mom would come out and. I had met her mom already, of course, and her family, but she hadn't met the kids yet. And so, you know, Danny, I told Danny that a friend of mine was going to be coming to the mall too. And so we were in Build-A-Bear and um, they they came in, they had just gotten coffee at Glory Jeans or something like that. And um, so Danny got to meet her there. Maddie, Maddie met you for the first time there too. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it was really informal, brief, you know, it wasn't lengthy. Um, and then um, after that, we started introducing slowly, the kids more, yeah. more slowly to to her, and had her come over for a little bit, and then she would go home, and you know, so it was a while before because when the kids were with me on the weekends, it would just be me and them. Um, it was a while before you know Gina stayed over or anything like, like yeah, that. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it was a long time. And then on Wednesdays, uh, Jim would always bring the girls over to his parents' house. Um, to have dinner and, and hang out there. And so I think it was pretty much Wednesdays where I would also be over there as well. And then I would go home um, too. So yeah, it was just slowly, little by little bit, we just kind of increase the time, um, you know, but we when we did yeah first meet, it was on like mutual or common grounds, I guess, at the mall or neutral grounds, I should say. So he kept it very brief. And I think Danny was more interested in going to the Disney store, if I remember right, because <laughs> she wanted another doll. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it, it was a transition, but, you know, the, you know, fast forward, I'm glad we did it that way because, you know, Maddie was a little bit older, um, but Danny being as little as she was, you know, Danny's very, Danny, fast forward now at 10, is very protective of Gina. You know, Danny has her mom, and that's her mom, of course. But, you know, Gina, you know, is, she tells Gina things she wouldn't tell me. Yeah. How was the adjustment with the girls' moms? Any issues with that? No, well, my, well, yes. Um, (laughs) So... So my, my oldest, Maddie's mom, we had been divorced for a while. So, you know, Pam and Gina, for the most part, got along pretty quickly. The age was, my age, how young I was, was still, um, I think in the beginning, a little bit of an issue, which I would understand. I'm like 11 years older than Maddie. And so that was, you know, I, I think more of a shock. But then as she got to, to know me, um, you know, that, that, I think that quickly settled. Yeah. 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 But Danny's mom and I, you know, that was still, you know, even though we weren't together very long, we struggled and that, that was much harder. Uh, You know, it wouldn't, it took a long time, time. but now, you know, Gina picks Danny up, she drops her off. It's, it's fine now, but it took some time. And um, What percentage of the conflicts uh, that you guys had early on in the relationship 
would you say you can attribute to blended family issues versus just, uh, you know, pertaining to your relationship? Definitely were blended family issues, but not, not to the extent, honestly, looking back, knowing, you know, what could have happened or, or what could have, could have been issues weren't really issues. I mean, we didn't really have issues around like parenting the kids. Um, I don't so know. I, like, that's I don't, a better question for you, probably. Yeah. And I, quite honestly, I don't even think I would go as far to call them issues. I think added stressors <laughs> um, would probably be the more accurate term. Um, just because, you know, as Jim touched on earlier, it's like if I were, you know, we're supposed to be like going out to see a movie, but then something happens with, um, you know, Maddie's mom and now we have to take Maddie. And then it was just, again, just realizing, okay, I need to be more flexible. And that wasn't on Jim or um, the girls or the girls' mom. That was just me learning to be flexible and again, having to kind of grow up and become the adult. Um, you know, they're, there was an argument between, you know, Jim and, uh, you know, one of the girls' moms because of, I don't know, whatever it could be. And that I could see that sometimes and that could spark maybe an, an argument about something else between us just because then we're both in a soured mood um, because of that out, you know, external stressor. But I don't... Honestly, well, and then along the way, as Gina was doing that, I also learned that I needed to protect our time. I love the girls very much. And my time with the girls as their dad was really important. But I also needed to learn, which took some time because I would feel extremely guilty about the fact when the girls weren't with me, um, if I was, you know, spending time with Gina at first and like, you know, the girls needed something, of course, I would drop everything and go do that. But I also learned as much as I needed to do that, that I also needed at times to protect my time with Gina. And so we would do things like, you know, on the weekends, I wouldn't have the girls, you know, we went to Las Vegas um, for a few days once. And then we went to the Bahamas um, for a few days and we timed it where I dropped the girls off on Thursday. And then we would go, we left, you know, that Friday morning and then we came back um, Tuesday night. Um, so we, so, and, and on some of the weekends when, um, you know, maybe one of the girls' moms had something and asked if I could do, you know, take the girls most of the time I would, but there were a few occasions where like, I can't this weekend. It's, you know, cause it wasn't my weekend necessarily. Um, but I wanted to make sure I protected time with her. Cause I knew that, you know, that also had to be, there had to be a balance. How soon into the relationship and how did you know that this was your person? I, I knew. I knew pretty quick, honestly. I knew before I dated him. <laughs> no, seriously. Because I, I felt like what I heard and what I've seen, because being in the work type environment, you get to see someone, you know, instead of just meeting them wherever. Um, and so I knew, I knew a lot about him already. And then within the first day <laughs> that we actually spoke with each other, I knew. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and me too. Um, and you know, it's funny because it, it, it seems cliche, honestly, when you hear, when you meet the per right person, you know, and you know, the age gap was substantial. We were in different places. I had kids, she didn't, I'd been married, she hadn't, but none of that really mattered at, you know, there was something deeper there that, that surface stuff didn't really matter. And, and that, that deeper piece shined through fair right away. Um, and she, you know, everything clicked, uh, you know, she connected to my parents, my family, you know, she said earlier culture, uh, Sicilian family and Ray, you know, this, you hung around, you spent time with us quite a bit. You know, I remember some of my friends coming over being like, why is your dad yelling? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's in a good mood. This is how he talks. <laughs> um, she would come over to the house. The dog would be barking nonstop. My dad's dog. He had a Shih Tzu. Bark, 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 bark. My dad would be screaming at me. I'd be screaming at him. Um, not in anger, just because that's just how we talked. And she was totally comfortable there. Like most people be like, forget this. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm having flashbacks right now. Yes, yeah. I'm sure you are. <laughs> but it's not an exaggeration. Literally, 
the moment we got there until we left, that dog would be barking. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. (laughs) You you know, you'd be... um, We're not surprised to hear that you guys knew right off the bat. And cliche or not, couple after couple that we interview... They all say the, the same. The thing. ones that are in the real relationship. Yes, the ones that are in the in the you know successful and happy, and those that um, talk about their divorces too. They knew that they shouldn't get married. What advice would you guys have for someone that was considering being in a blended family or dating somebody with children? You know, I. I think you really need to be committed. You know, I've heard too time and time again that silly as it sounds, people are like, Oh, I I like this person a lot, but you know, they just have a kid. And it's like, listen, if you don't love that child, if you can't see yourself uh, with that person, then you, you need to not pursue that relationship because there, there are going to be struggles. And a lot of times when you walk into a blended family, um, they, those struggles and those issues that you're already going to have in a relationship are going to be amplified. And it's going to take that much more work sometimes to, to really get through so that you can have a healthy and wonderful blended family. Um, so yeah, I would say you, you need to be committed and if not already, you really need to, um, gain some self-awareness on what, you know, where are your strengths and where are your faults within yourselves and how, you know, and how you need to work on yourself there. I am really indebted to the girls, quite honestly, because I feel that because of my relationship with Jim and with them, I have grown so much. I don't even feel like I know the person I was um, eight years ago. And I don't think if I was in any other relationship, I would, I would be here because they pushed me in, in such a healthy and a positive way. Um, and you know, those growing pains were short lived to, to be where I'm at now. So I really think that, you know, the commitment and the dedication to be, um, with that person and with the kids that has to be there to make it work a hundred percent. And Gina had to make some sacrifices along the way, you know, without getting into, to it too much, but there was a friend of hers from work who she ended up having end a friendship with because her friend said, those are not your kids. You don't need to take care of them. You don't need to do this. You can go out. You don't need to be there. And, that was a tough spot to be in, but those are, as far as Gina's concerned, you know, yes, the girls, she's not the girl's mom, but those are her kids. And she had to tell her friend that, and it really ended that friendship, unfortunately. That was a defining moment for me because that, and I think that was one of our bigger issues um, in the beginning of our relationship was I didn't have a lot of cousins or siblings around my age. So I put a really heavy importance on friendship. Um, and Jim having a lot of cousins and siblings around his age, you know, it was the more importance on, was on family for him. Um, and obviously then having kids, it was, well, if you're with me, like this is, we have family time. You can't leave me. Uh, you know, I'm talking like when we were months into dating, it's like, you can't just leave to go hang out with your friends. If you're going to be with me and with a part of this family, this is what, you know, where you need to be. Um, and then so making that decision and then having a, a friend that, you know, kept saying those things to me, I had to make that choice. Okay. Am I, am I choosing my friend or am I choosing my, my relationship? And I said as much to my friend, I said, this is a boundary. You keep crossing it. If you're asking me to choose, I'm, I'm choosing Jim and my kids. So, you know, sometimes you have to make sacrifices and you have to, um, make life changing decisions. And I saw that as a turning point for me. Um, and I have zero regrets. I would do it again sooner, (laughs) quite honestly. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I've said uh, many times before that the power of a step parenting relationship is choice. The fact that you don't have to be that person, you know, for the kids, but the fact that you choose to 
that is the defining, you know, um, you know, factor in that relationship. And there's the power there behind it. So, you know, kudos to you. I, I'm a stepdad myself, so I, I know exactly what that feels like. But, uh, yeah. And you lost some friends over it, too. And I did lose some friends over it, yeah. So, last question. What is it that your partner does that you know they love you? Um, Gina, well, for me, Gina always takes time, makes time for us. You know, we're both really tired when we get home and, um, you know, the kids are little. So, you know, having toddler baby, um, it's really hard to, to find time. Um, she also, she also makes sure to give me some time, even though she's with the kids. So she's working from home right now and has been since this COVID pandemic started. Um, I'm not, so I'm, you know, I'm at the center every day. Um, and she's with the kids all day and it'd be really easy just for me, for her to come, for me to come home and be like, okay, with the kids all day, here you go. I need a break. But she really balances that well. And even though she's been with them all day, she'll give me time to decompress. And sometimes the hardest part for me, because in my job, and you guys probably can relate to this too, all I do every day is talk all day from the beginning of my work day to the end. So sometimes when I get home, the last thing I want to do is talk. And, you know, she has a lot to say and she's a talker and she wants to tell me about the day and what's going on. And sometimes I just, it's hard for me to be present in that place when I first get home, but she's patient with me. And, um, I mean, she just always, always cares about how I'm feeling and I've never experienced that before. So. Sweet. <laughs> um, well, for me, I quite honestly, I can't really even count the ways. I there is not a day that goes by, even when we're having an argument. With quite honestly, I can't even remember the last time that we've had a fight. We are really great at communicating our needs and you know our viewpoints with each other, but. Even when I can tell he's a little irked at me or something, I still know that he loves and cares about me. I think the biggest thing is Jim is not an animal person. And that is, that's putting it light, lightly. And so for the fact that we have a dog and we do not have any dog, we have a very annoying, misbehaved dog that constantly pushes out the fence post. And so when he has to take like 20 minutes to hammer it back in, um, just the fact that he puts up with it. And I can tell that he doesn't like the dog, that he's happier when the dog isn't here, but he knows that I'm happier when the dog is here and he's adjusted to it. Um, and he even goes so much sometimes, I think, He'll, he'll try to like give him food and, you know, just try to interact. I know he does it just for me. Like I've never experienced that before. Like someone, I quite honestly, I don't think I could return the favor because having a pet in the home makes me happy. And to say, okay, you're never going to have a dog again. I'm not sure I could do that. But for Jim, it, he would be really happy to not have to deal with the stress of a pet but he deals with it day in and day out and deals with a difficult pet just because he loves me. I mean, that that's huge. I can't, <laughs> I can't even describe. Well, the other thing I'll say as we were wrapping this question up is, you know, where it's important for us to say we love each other. I, I don't know a day goes by that we don't say I love you. We don't kiss. We don't, you know, um, make sure that we're taking care of each other both, you know, emotionally, psychologically and physically, right. Um, intimately and making sure that we have that time together. And, um, you know, the other thing is just being, and Gina brought it up at the beginning, this being respectful to each other. And in the eight years that we've been together, eight plus years, we've never sworn at each other or called each other names like that. And, and not that or say, or, or really even yelled at each other. We've had our arguments, um, but it's been, an, it's been respectful and, you know, We've, we've just really, that was different for me than, you know, other relationships I've had. And it's been, it's been like that for a long time now. So That is awesome to hear guys. Yeah. Hopefully your dog doesn't bark consistently though, right? Not as bad, 
yeah. That was why it was so funny for me because my dad, I never grew up with a pet. I barely had a fish for <laughs> a, a week if I could keep it alive. And all of a sudden, when my dad hit, you know, 70, he decided he wanted a dog. He wanted a dog. He never, we never had animals. And then he goes, we went from no animals to he had a dog in his house that barked consistently. And then Gina was a dog person. So I reluctantly agreed. I, he, she told me when we first started dating, if we were, if she was to move in with me, that I would have to accept her Nina. That was her Rottweiler. She, her, her, name, her name was Nina. And um, so I did. And, you know, that was tough for me because it was, I, I don't connect well to animals. It's, <laughs> it's foreign to me. It's hard for me to do. Some people, it comes very naturally. That's not me. And so, so it took some adapting to, but yeah, I, I would, you know, and I know when this dog, if something ever happens, we'll have another one. And that's just how it is. <laughs> well, Jim and Gina, we want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This has been uh, quite a treat. Well, thanks for having us. It was great to see you guys. You know, people have been sharing their stories since the beginning of time to bond and heal and grow. And we hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners. Thank you. We, we appreciate being able to share that with you. We want to wholeheartedly thank you for joining us today and for listening to Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs, such as the Couples Weekend and Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who can benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Mm-hmm.